The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Walking around, coming to the sound, forget your down. Where is your vibration right now? Could it be higher? There are so many factors affecting your vibrational energy. The outside, the words of others, our own self-doubts. It's time to raise your vibration and increase awareness. You've entered the Awareness Marketplace with your guide and host, Michael Daly. Life throws us a lot of curveballs, but we can face them and keep moving forward. Today's show will include your participation and some amazing guests. Now, here's Michael Daly. Good morning and welcome to uh, the Awareness Marketplace with your host, Mike Daly. Um, Today's show is um, about mindfulness and um, it's a process that I discovered a couple of years ago and I would say that practicing mindfulness in... um, um, and regularly uh, taking the meditations and doing the yoga has really been a transformation for me in many ways. It has helped um, me get myself in present time with my body and um, actually see a lot of things that I used to find were irritating or things that um, I found problematic, I actually don't uh, right now. Um, so um, I actually have a book on front of me. It's called uh, Mindfulness, uh, Finding Peace in a Frantic World. And uh, I'd like to start off the show today by just kind of reading you um, uh, how the book begins, Chapter 1. And Chapter 1 is called Chasing Your Tail. And it says, um, can you remember the last time that you lay in bed wrestling with your thoughts? You desperately wanted your mind to become calm, to just be quiet, that you could just get some sleep. But whatever you tried seems to have seems to fail. Every time you forced yourself not to think, your thoughts exploded into life with renewed strength. You told yourself not to worry, but suddenly discovered countless new things to worry about. You tried fluffing up the pillow, rolling over to get more comfortable, but soon enough you began thinking again and again. As the night ground on, uh, your strength progressively drained away, leaving you feeling fragile and broken. By the time the alarm went off, you were exhausted, bad-tempered, and thoroughly um, and thoroughly miserable. And uh, it talks about then your day the next day in work where you probably, um, there's a good possibility that you weren't kind of on your, your game in work and that you uh, were feeling stressed and your, your day got off to a bad day and you couldn't kind of keep up with all the thoughts that were going on in your mind. Most of us associate... Um, such mind activity and disharmony between our bodies and beings. Um, we're, I kind of figure, we're often trying to figure things out um, as we drive to work, as we have these small little things. There's so much activity going on. Many, much of it is from the past, some of it is from the future. Um, but the actual um, you know, being in present time 
with our bodies is where we have the real point of power. My special guest today is a mindfulness teacher and registered dietitian um, who practices in the Oakland, uh, California area. And her bio is as following. It says, Jing Lu is a caring, registered dietitian and mindfulness teacher. She's been helping people of all ages to modify their lifestyle since she, the year 2000. Her practice started uh, to include mindfulness in 2007, and she currently provides individual and group sessions with both adults and young people, and they're educated in holistic nutrition and mindfulness. Her services are offered via phone or Skype, and Jing specializes in issues such as improving your body health, digestion, and various uh, raising of your energy vibration. For more information on Jing's um, work, please visit Nutra Energy Works at www.nutranorgworks.com. Jing, are you there this morning? Can you? Are you there? Are you in mind? Hello, Mike. Hello. How are you? I am here. Great. Uh, Great. Thank you for having me here. Oh, thank you. You're very, very welcome. So, you know, how did you discover um, the practice of mindfulness uh, for yourself? And, what, you know, how, how did you get into it? How did you hear? I know it's a big craze um, in, in many parts of, of Northern California, but how did you actually first get it into your life? Um, that was um, when I, soon after I had my second daughter, my senses just became so, um, so, I mean, they, my sensitivity just increased so much. And I, mm-hmm. and I was having crazy dreams and I was having so much emotions that I didn't, I couldn't articulate and didn't fully understand. Um, and it was great that I had a friend who was a psychic and an artist. And I talked to her, and she gave me a lot of insights that really validated my thoughts. And through that, I gained, because, um, you know, being a mom, we just give, give, and give. And with the Chinese programming, and that's all we do as a woman. But through her learning from her, I I found self love again, and so after three sessions with her, I just knew that the those are the tools I would want to learn for myself and for my family and and everyone I want to help. Uh, when I search for my life purpose. Um, the initial uh, answer I got was to help the poor. Um, and I am already working in a uh, low-income community medical center as a dietitian. And I thought, oh, okay, I am already helping the poor. But as I got into the mindfulness uh, training and practice, then I realized, it's not financially poor. It's the consciousness, awareness poor that, that, that my path is, um, 
is leading to. So that's when I uh, started my private practice in 2014 uh, as a part-time job to expand my service and to allow my creativity to um, to continue to to uh, expand. So, does that answer your question? How your, your daughter, <laughs> your daughter, you can thank your daughter for this. Your daughter, the agreement you had with your daughter as a spirit was to help you uh, bring this consciousness to you. So she. She helped you, you know, bring this consciousness into your life um, when she was born. Isn't that amazing what your children do for you? Oh, um, yes. I, I constantly learn from them. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. And they learn from you, too. It's, uh, it's those agreements that you have made in spirit that actually um, are in fruition right now. So, so when someone comes to you um, for a class or, for, you know, who hasn't done or practice any meditation, and they ask you about mindfulness. Um, how much time would you know if they start off in your class? Your classes are six weeks long, or oh, I'm um, I'm sorry. You said my. Can you? What was your question? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are, are your classes six weeks long, or are they? Um, I mean, when someone comes for the first time to your class, and they uh, they ask about mindfulness. Um, how much time would you have them to practice meditation for? Oh, um, it varies. Um, for ex- I have a family event coming up, and we just it will be like ten, ten to fifteen minutes segments, like maybe two to three segments. Um, mm-hmm. And and I for mindfulness uh, is. I found ways to be mindful and I, you know, there's so, everyone have a, everyone has a mind and so we can be mindful at any time. It doesn't have to be, and meditation, I found it to be a right. very broad uh, practice. Thank you. Um, and we can, there's so many ways to go about it and it doesn't have to be sitting still. Um, I, uh, it's interesting. Um, so it the length could be a. Uh, it varies from a five to uh, ten to fifteen minutes to twenty to thirty minutes. And my classes, I don't have very lengthy and classes. <laughs> I have events. Um, and they're usually one time or, um, uh, yeah, for big events, it's one-time event. And later on, I have a women's retreat. It's like three-day weekend retreat. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of, you know, I, re- I tried it last year, and I think I'm going to start again. It's a lunchtime, a 20-minute uh, rejuvenation meditation. Um, so it doesn't take long. Um, right. It's very effective, and it's simple, and can be anywhere. We just need a chair to sit down. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and uh, you know the, the reason I ask you that thing is that I know many people have the information that maybe taken classes. I know I've taken my class myself, but then 
some days I come home from work and I go, oh, I just don't feel like practicing today. I just, I just, I'm too busy. And, and my own self, then I know that, oh, I need to really practice today. <laughs> when, it, when my voice is saying, you don't want to do it, I'm saying, oh, no, I really want this. I have that conversation going on in my mind. Should I just, you know, <laughs> practice uh, some mindfulness or should I not? Um, what do you say to the person who's having those conversations like me sometimes in their head? Oh, um, oh yeah, I I go through that uh, every day actually. But for me, um, for me is I think gradually I I learned that whenever I feel tired, then I just sit down and close my eyes and be mindful about what my body needs in the moment. And sometimes I could open my eyes in five minutes and I feel better than, you know, having a coffee or something. Like, it's, it's just kind of paying attention to how your body is at the time. And if it's tired, then just sit down and, um, and notice what it is causing that tiredness and allow your body to release it. And after it's released, then bring in a golden sun and fill mm-hmm. up that golden sun with the energy you intend to fill up your body with, and that is done. And that, right. Yeah. And I, and I, I have encouraged my clients to do it, like once they get home, after they park the car, do not get out of the car right away. Just close your eyes and check in with your body. Fill it up with a golden sun before you leave the car. And when you get home, you're a happier person. I'm doing it right yeah. now as you speak. <laughs> I'm checking myself. <laughs> I energy right now. <laughs> Great. Um, so, so then your your classes are already six weeks long, um, your classes in general. A person who wants to learn uh, mindfulness as, as a class of six weeks or already eight weeks long? My class is now for the kids. Is I just go along with their uh, school year. Um, so it's a three-month uh, thing. So it's, you know, but for adults... Um, for adults, I I don't have a program for adults. I only have events. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then individual sessions for adults. Um, Excellent. Uh, I'm sure a person benefits a lot from just one session. What you they benefit uh, from having that session? Just you know, because it's 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 something they can recreate on their own time uh, what you teach them. Yes, Yes, because I am working with a lot of people that is, like you point out, the first time uh, experiencing mindfulness, you know. Right. Uh, This is not intensive training, but it's really to introduce them into mindfulness practice. Um, Okay. Yeah. And... Mindful living. Yeah. Excellent. Um, we're, we're coming up, I believe, um, on, a, on a break uh, pretty soon. 
Well, I'd like to, um, when we get back, I'd like to talk about uh, the seven different aspects of mindfulness. And then uh, later on in the show today, we're going to have you um, lead a body scan. We're going to be talking about your nutritional needs and how to be mindful before uh, nutrition, um, like before eating. And um, we're going to have, hopefully, we do a, a mindful um, meditation. And like before, we, we all go to lunch at 1 o'clock today when the show is over. So we can practice everyone. You'll see everybody, hopefully, who's listening to the show will be practicing mindfulness before lunch today. Wonderful. Okay, so... Um, yeah, we'll be having a break um, right now, and I think, and then we'll get right back to that. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Sometimes in the busyness of daily living, we can forget who we truly are as spiritual beings with intent and purpose fueling our goals and dreams. Remembering begins with navigating belief structures, family or cultural expectations and history so we can find our way. Listen in to Timeshare with host Marie Jackson. Marie and her regular contributors discuss life's questions, challenges, obstacles, and rewards, all bringing us to the spirit of who we are. Timeshare with Marie Jackson can be heard live every Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave. Sit back, relax, breathe. Reconnect to the still, small voice within. Take the time to make a weekly visit to the Sounds of the Heart with host Sandy Goldstone. This unique program will help you cultivate and strengthen your heart's connection and feel love, beauty, and joy. You don't need to fear or suffer. Heed the call. Say yes to living from the heart's truth. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join the evolving consciousness of humanity. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are tuned in to the Awareness Marketplace. To reach Michael Daly or today's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to awarenessmarketplace at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. So welcome back um, to the Awareness Marketplace with um, my guest this morning is uh, Jing Lu. And she is a mindfulness teacher um, who works out of the Oakland area in uh, California. And uh, Jing, I was going to ask you about some of, I have here the seven additional foundations of mindfulness. And the first one is um, beginner's mind, um, having a beginner's mind. Um, 
know, what can you say about having a beginner's mind? How does that how does that help you? How does that help a person? Um, I think having a beginner's mind is 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 helpful because you're ready to receive. Um, yeah, you are creating space for yourself to receive and to have. And right. yeah, and and that is that is readiness. That's readiness for change. That's readiness exactly. for growth. Yes, I was, I was looking at that myself. So so often we have our. our belief systems which have been constructed um, maybe as a child, um, maybe we've got our belief system built in, and so, you know, old programming and filters, and having a beginner's mind actually puts a brand new view to everything, and, um, okay. you know, I just, I'm reminded of, um, and I, I'm quoting off the top of my head, Marcel Prost, Prost the French um, writer who was talking about your, your eyes are not um, having new eyes is, 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 is the real way to be. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that off the top of my head. So having new eyes for everything is the real place to be uh, because it allows us to get through a lot of the old programming and um, old, old pathways that we've built up in our lives. So, you know, for me, actually, sometimes I even drive to work in a different way. I'm trying to, you know, because if you've been doing the same thing for a long time, whether it's a relationship or a job or whatever, I think there's sometimes we need to approach it like in a new way. Yes, yes, yes. And okay. and now with this uh, fast-paced, growing world, <laughs> I think having a beginner's mind is a great gift. We can we can uh, continue to have. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can continue to have all the change. Well, this is another really great point because in a way we have to be able to be able to have all the changes that we as spirit are creating. So having a beginner's mind um, really um, facilitates that also. Um, how about patience? I see number two is patience. And um, what, what do you... Oh, what do you I um, I mean, to me, I think like mindfulness is like a superpower we all have. If we have a mind, we have this superpower called mindfulness. Because when we are being mindful, everything slows down. It's like we have this superpower of slowing down time, you know, uh, like driving on a freeway. Uh, if, you know, I can be, I can be mindless. And just follow the old, like the old path, like you say. I know every mm-hmm. single turn. I don't need to pay attention to anything and just get there, right? But when I'm right. mindful, it's as if suddenly I am stuck in traffic and I am feeling every thumb of the road and I see every single tree I pass by. And suddenly it's, it's five minutes becomes like as if I am experiencing 30 minutes. And with that kind of, of uh, awareness, you have to have patience. <laughs> because if, if I 
wasn't, I mean, if I wasn't being patient about of living in that slow pace and mindful uh, pace, then I will be annoyed. <laughs> right. Instead of right. enjoying the, um, in, instead of enjoying the awareness that I am gaining, I could be annoyed with the how slow time is passing by, is passing, you know, by being mindful. So patience goes hand in hand of being my right. role. <laughs> right. And, you know, just as you were talking right there, it just reminds me that, you know, we can learn a lot from our kids um, who are younger than us because, um, in a way, they have beginner's minds. Um, and, here, you know, sometimes I think the whole aging process is not having a beginner's mind because they're having so much fun and joy in what they do and... Um, they are probably a little bit more patient than, than many of us. And so I think we can learn a lot of things. Um, you know, patience for me, for me, things always come when they're ready to come. And sometimes, you know, we, we will, I, I try in my meditation, okay, I want to fix this, or I want to, but things will happen when a greater power than me, when the universe and when myself are ready to let it happen, they, they will happen. And, uh, you know, thank you for reminding me that in mindfulness we kind of observe these things happening rather than try and force them. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I want to move on to the, the, the next one on the list, which is, and again, we start off with beginner's mind and patience. The next one is really, for me, uh, something that really is important. It's, it's called, it says non-judging. Um, not being judgmental. Um, what can you say about non-judging, the vibration of non-judging? Uh, non-judging is, uh, is really like being in neutrality. Um, being in a, instead of, yeah, being in a non-judging space, then we are giving ourselves a chance to see see what it is clearly and also being able to see the cause and the effect of whatever we're looking at clearly. Um, But if we go into the judgment mode, we will be consumed by whatever judgment we're putting on, whatever we are looking at, and be and it's like in a tornado. If we inside a tornado, we can't see. We we cannot. We lose our power basically. Right. But if we stay outside of the tornado and just watch it twirl and watch it change, and and then we can see. Oh, I. Next to the tornado is really just a piece of big land, and there is a sky and this earth, and you are unaffected. And from this case, then we can, then we can choose, then we can choose how we want to handle what we are looking at, what we are seeing, what our perception of. Uh, what do we understand about this tornado? 
And how does it fit into our past? Right. Do we want to keep looking at it or not? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and so it's really freedom to ourselves when we choose to be non-judgmental. We're choosing freedom to ourselves. Right. Yeah, that that is freedom because uh, you know the the way it works um, for me is that you know you, you'll love against somebody in your job or you'll love against somebody in the public who you're gonna you know in some way have a judgment about them. But once you think that judgment, it's not even speaking it; it's thinking it. They pick it up, and mm-hmm. um, so you know I've learned this from the years in, as a classroom you know public teacher that if you know if a student does something out of line and, and, and I feel and I go oh my god what a bad kid well they don't respond if I say that's a good kid who's having a, a difficult day that's a different mm-hmm. vibration I put out and they will often respond to me a lot better. Yeah. Um, so it, it's not verbal, it's, 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 it's the thinking, you know? Yeah. And uh, so in mindfulness, then, would you have your, the people um, um, look at how much they judge other people and things in, in, a, in a meditation? Could they be um, observing, like, yeah. where they're judging, what they're judging? Yes, like... Um Yes, like we could um, sometimes we play with dichotomy terms. For example, um, uh, with it's interesting that we um, okay because I work with people that is handling their their uh, health or weight. Mm-hmm. So is when. When we look at oh the the term is that you know I I am fat that's full of judgment <laughs> but yes. but if we look at the term say I have a lot of fat then that you have space because that's something you have and you can choose to keep it or you don't keep it right you know it but if just but if and, and and that's when 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 they um and, and that's how people get tangled up with other people and their concept or whatever. So we so we do look at um what judgment do we have consciously and unconsciously. That is trapping exactly. ourselves in mm-hmm. in those boxes. So mm-hmm. yeah. So and I and and I um, and um, and as we we learn about oh I I actually have all this judgment about this then we work then we allow ourselves to release some of the energy and then it's not oftentimes it takes more than just one time <laughs> we work through layers. Yeah. Um, but yes. but it gets easier, and 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 also we're more aware of oh, what do I have in my space? You know, uh, a lot yeah. of times people are not even aware that I, that they are in judgment. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and 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 I'm glad you brought up the, the the whole concept because you know, I mean, non-judgment is not just judging other people or things; it's judging ourselves. 
it's, it's being yeah. our, you know, our, our, our own worst critic. It's, it's, you know, always, you know, um, pointing on ourselves and say, oh, I should have done better here. Or I should have done better there. And it's, that energy really just helps us. I don't think. No. No. And so interestingly, most judgment in us about ourselves is just energy we pick up from other people. (laughs) 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 And it's been there for so long, oh, we think it's ours. But no, it's just a baggage we've been carrying all along. (laughs) We're so bad. We're the worst person in the universe. Yes, yeah. I know that vibration. Yeah, and then, um, you know, uh, culturally as well, um, you know, certain groups of people can have, uh, you know, uh, a judgment about themselves. And I know because I, I came, you know, my, my own background is, is going up being Irish and born in Dublin. And as I was growing up, I had, you know, lots of feelings that were kind of, you know, like from people from, always people from the, the family, that we're not good enough and they're better than us. And then you, you kind of deal with those. There's lots of different uh, judgment energies that, you know, help us make our own self-judgments. And thank you for pointing those out. Um, the next one uh, that comes up on the list is thing ourselves. And um, do you have anything to say about the whole vibration of trust? Yes, um, trust. <laughs> I think for, I mean, I think before trust is acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, again, be, because it's mindfulness, you should, it usually takes, um, us to accept ourselves, then we will trust ourselves. And and I find a lot of times that there, because of the judgment energy, most people or many people have a lot of aspects of themselves that they are unconsciously or consciously not accepting of themselves. Right. And right. and that creates barrier in trusting their own gut feelings, their own instincts, their own feelings on many, many things and own thoughts about many things. Um mm-hmm. And, and and we will talk more about that as we get into mindful eating. Um, okay. We're, and, we're and going that, to get into that. Right. Yeah. And trust is... Um, and trusting self and trusting the universe and trusting others is... I think that is a, one of a foundation for our... Safety and and uh, and um, survival, I think. So it exactly. is a very important aspect of of skill uh, of life that we yeah uh, that we have, and um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it can be complicated, but it can also be very simple, like a light switch. You just, you know, a lot of times, you know, we have all those doubts, but if we just choose to trust, then suddenly our whole, our whole view on the world would, can change. But there's always so much energy in our space that interferes with that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. You said that <laughs> if you were speaking, what I was thinking of is when you said it's kind of trusting the universe. In many ways, um, we we either see the universe as a you know helping place or a place that it's not in our best intention. It's, it's out, things are out to get us. And I really um, believe the universe is out to help us not to punish us. And, uh, you know, when, when you yeah. have that in mind, you know, we're, we're doing things on the, in the one direction of, you know, it's a, it's a nice universe. It, it's trying to help us get what we want rather than it's, it's trying to uh, punish us. Um, That's right. I've a couple other things, and then we're going to get into, because I'm really, really excited to talk to you about the food and uh, mindful eating, and that's going to be coming up uh, pretty soon. But really, really, um, there's another um, thing listed here. It says non-striving. Can you can you talk to me about what non-striving? Because we're living in a you know in, in sort of a, a striving world. We live where you know the harder you work, the better it is. What can you say about non-striving? Um, yeah, the the non-striving. It's, it's giving yourself time. It's like it, it. It's like um, it. It's like in the um, cause everything is so fast now. Energetically, uh, pace. Everyone is. Everything is changing so fast. And non-striving is being mindful about it. It's really just giving yourself a timeout. It's practicing okay. this superpower of being mindfulness. It's, suddenly you could just be still and enjoy and sense every single cell of your body and just check in. Allow the Allow your yourself as a being to just be there with your body from head to toe and just feeling the skin touching your clothes and the socks and the shoes and just appreciate everything that you know that you that you have, and that is supporting you. All right, we're going to go and to a break and come back. We're going to have you um, teach us a little bit about how to mindfully eat, <laughs> and we're going to talk about nutritional um, things. I know you are a registered um, nutrition, so we'll be right back after the break.
invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Divine Masters and Angels of Love and Light are here to assist you on your life's journey. Brigitte Boyer channels St. Germain and other Masters and Angels every week on the power of transformation. Pathway to Enlightenment. Each transformation can be frightening and uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be done alone. Receive loving support to help you remain balanced and at peace. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Spoiler alert, a space of being may cause spontaneous laughter, extra money, ease, joy, magic showing up in your life, and outrageously orgasmic moments. Join Grace Hart live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel, where she combines her psychic abilities and the tools of access consciousness to assist you to create a totally different reality and transform your personal and professional life, including relationships and finance. I wonder what magical possibilities await you at a space of being. Why spiritual spelunking? Why tending to our inner garden? Why devoting time to inner being when so much external doing calls upon us? An Indian sage put it wisely, your own self-realization is the greatest service you can render the world. Join host Jeel Asselin as he serves as both guide and companion on the journey within. Nurturing the spiritual spelunker in all of us can be heard every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are tuned in to the Awareness Marketplace. To reach Michael Daly or today's guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to awarenessmarketplace at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to um, the final segment of today's show. We've been chatting about mindfulness and the different aspects of it. And uh, one of the um, aspects of mindful is mindful eating. And I'm looking at a a far side cartoon right now. It's it's actually very funny. You have cows eating in a field. And one of the cows is, is talking, saying, hey, wait a minute. This is grass we've been eating all along. And the actual animals are aware that they're eating grass for the first time. Can you talk to me about mindful eating and um, how does it work? Because, you know, we're living, as you say, in a very fast-paced uh, lifestyle, and sometimes we just get that food and just just shove it in there as quick as possible to get to the next event. And what's the difference between eating like that and actually taking your time and mindfully eating um for yes i I have eaten fast too by shoveling it down <laughs> it's, um the difference is that when we shuffle food down, um we just get a lot of fullness, but we don't feel satisfied 
Uh, that's why a lot of times after they eat, they need sweet because we don't we don't we're not satisfied. We don't feel the love. Then we need sugars as a substitute mm-hmm. or coffee to give us the energy for the soul uh, to wake right. up or to continue to just push the body along. Um, so that's this that's. I call that mindless eating. <laughs> Just like people mm-hmm. who yeah, eat in front of TV or computer or, uh-huh. or lunch meetings. <laughs> right, exactly. And the, you, know, you look at the job saying that's how lunch is conducted in my job. We have 30 minutes and it's you're in a hurry and you're often working at your computer. You know, uh, people eat yeah. in their car or you go to the next event. And I'm just wondering yeah. how your body feels when it's just being shoveled without, uh, you know, giving it any love and respect, as you say, and, and being grounded as you're eating, just, you know, doing that. I'm just wondering how, what is a dietitian, your registered dietitian, do you see as the effect on your body when you're eating like that? Um, that's why a lot of people have lots of digestive issues. Um, and and the digestive system is a is a foundation for many other systems to w- work well in our body, and that's why when the digestive system started to have problems, and it may or may not be severe enough for us to feel it or be diagnosed with anything. And by the time it's being diagnosed, then, then other problems already is already, you know, very obvious as well. But at the beginning, we feel fatigue. Um, when we get sick, it will take longer time to recover or get over. Um, and our mood, it just becomes less stable. Right, I think that's it, important as well. It's the quality of life just declines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. when we eat mindfully, if we communi- if we're paying attention to what we're eating, and we're communicating with the food that we are putting in our mouth, and we are setting intention with ourselves on what we want the energy of the food to do for us, then our whole body, every single cell of the digestive system and the rest of the body will work toward that, will digest the food well, will absorb everything the body needs and let go of everything the body doesn't need and, and distribute the energy to exactly where it needs to go. So after the meal, after the eating episode, the body is in comfort. The mind is clear. Then there is, then there is no dis-ease long, mm-hmm. in the long run. Right. There is... Mindful eating not only is a, it can be a, a prevention 
and a treatment for many, many, many health uh, uh, health, uh, issues. Yeah. And it's all... uh, (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Because I I was uh, reading during the week where, you know, diabetes is now uh, listed by the World Health Organization as as being one of the major um, diseases in the world, if not the major disease in every developed nation uh, mm-hmm. on planet Earth, we have a diabetes problem. And what are your thoughts on that? Is Could mindfulness help with that? Yes, very much. I teach all my diabetes patients mindfulness. Um, mm-hmm. So... Being diabetes, by the time people begin to have diabetes, it's because there's already imbalance in the body creating this condition that their own body's regulation on blood sugar is no longer uh, good enough to manage the uh-huh. level of blood sugar the body needs. Uh, so yeah, I, I just like to clarify, we're talking about type 2 diabetes. So type 1 is very different, but we're talking about type 2 diabetes, I believe, is the number one. Um, yes. Uh, so it's a chronic... Most of the type 2 diabetes uh, happen in a chronic uh, manner. So it is over years, many years of not paying attention to what the body needs um, that created this condition. Uh, and genetics uh, do not, I mean, lifestyle plays a major role in this uh, disease. Um, so being mindful about the daily living is a direct way to prevent and and improve their uh, condition. Um, for because when they when diabetes when the blood sugar levels are not stable, their craves for sugar increases. But it's a trap because. If they eat more sugar, then their blood sugar is going to get even more stable. So it's a vicious cycle. And being mindful about it, they will know that crave is not lack of sugar. That crave can be different. That the cause of that crave for sugar can be different for every person. And it's up to them to recognize what it is they're truly craving for. Sure. And, and I, um, yeah. yeah. There's so much sugar in every food added to many food substances. And I think when we're mindful, you know, we go, hey, that's too sweet. But if, you know, we're not close to our bodies, we're just, you know, eating, um, grazing kind of like the cows I just saw. In that. I mean, yeah. that's the way I feel sometimes. 
<laughs> I feel like I'm just grazing, I'm just eating, you know, I'm just eating parts of things. Like, people will leave donuts around the office, and I'll go, okay, there, I'll take a little piece of it. Um, it. And it's not because I wanted to eat it, it's because I'm stressed out or I'm out of my body, and I realize mm-hmm. that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, yeah, you're right on. When you're not in your... Yeah, sugar can easily uh, kick people out of their body or get them into a more unconscious state. Sure. Um, and and when that happens, then if you're not conscious, uh, if you're not conscious to a certain level, then it's very easy to be uh, controlled by mm-hmm. your environment. And, oh. and we all know what, you know, all the messages and commercials and billboards, everything sure. around us is buy, buy, buy. Uh, and <laughs> eat, 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 consume, consume, consume. And mm-hmm. so, so being aware, being mindful, being conscious uh, really is, yeah, is a life-saving tool. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we, we're, we're reaching the end of the um, segment, but I'd like you to, uh, if you could tell the listeners how to contact you in, 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 um, in the Oakland area or by Skype, if you could um, kind of put it out there, how can a person who maybe hears this show or you know, hear, somebody else hears it and they refer them to you. How can they get in contact with you, Jing? Okay. They can visit my uh, website. And on my website, I have my Facebook, uh, email address, and phone number. They're all on my website. So they can um, visit www.nutri. N R G W O R K S dot com. Uh, so Nutra N R G Works dot com. And I know my website is also posted on your website. So yes, they can I will, always click the link from yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And for people yeah, who I, like I, to call I, I, me. I, 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 Thank you for coming on today. We're, we're, we're having some problems with the computers, and, and, and I hope the sound is better. So, But I will invite you back again in the future because we didn't get time for your, your mindful meditation. And uh, I just really want to thank you for the work you're doing in, in, in helping people um, live a more mindful lifestyle. And I want to close today with um, the, the quote. That I, I've actually found it during the, the show. It says, the voyage of discovery is not... Uh, seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes, and that's by uh, Marcel Prost, the French writer. Until we meet again in the awareness marketplace, this show is Mike Daly signing off, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Walking around, coming to the sound, or get your down. Thanks for joining us for the Awareness Marketplace. Michael Daly will be here next weekend with another great guest. Tune in every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope you'll enjoy the coming week.
when you look around and you see the ocean waiting for your eyes, showing no surprise. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.